0: Hey there, just a quick heads up. Today is Free Ride Friday, where we give away a lifetime membership to one of our programs. Every Friday, we do a weekly random draw with anybody who's left us an iTunes rating and review. That means every week you have a chance to win access to one of our courses. This month, we're giving away Easy Course, our $500 course on how to plan and launch your online course in 30 days. All you gotta do is leave us an iTunes rating and review and then tune in on Friday to hear if you won the free ride. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to The $100 MBA Show, the business podcast with binge-worthy business lessons every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of The $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online over at 100mba.net. And in today's episode, you will learn how to spend less on travel. In today's episode, I'm mainly going to focus on travel for business. But you can definitely use these strategies when traveling for pleasure. Whether you're traveling to meet a big client, to speak at a conference, to attend a conference, to meet suppliers in China, or even start a whole new business in a new country, there are ways to do it for less without sacrificing comfort. I love to travel, but I don't like to do it in the style where it sacrifices my comfort. I'm gonna give you the best travel tips, hacks, and strategies to make sure your travel for business is gonna be cost effective but comfortable. Let's get into it. Let's get down to business. This episode is brought to you by Pitney Bowes. No matter what you send or how often, Pitney Bowes has your sending solution. Print postage from your office and take advantage of special discounts, such as saving three cents per letter and up to 39% off USPS shipping rates. Plans start as low as $5 per month. Visit pb.com slash MBA to learn more and sign up for a free trial. That's pb.com slash MBA. Terms apply. See site for details. All right. I want to frame up today's lesson so you understand what we're trying to do with travel for business for less. Number one. When you're traveling for business, you can obviously write off a lot of these expenses as a tax deduction. Before I travel for business anywhere, I contact my accountant and I tell him, this is what I'm doing. And I give him as much detail as possible. For example, I say, I'm traveling to this conference. It's in this city. This is how many days I'm staying there. This is how long the conference is. This is what I'm going to be doing there. And he gets back to me on email with a list of things that I can write off with everything I'm doing there whether it's my flights, my accommodations, my Uber rides, or anything else I didn't think of. Now, even though I'm writing this off, it's still a business expense. I don't want to spend more money than I have to. A tax deduction is not a rebate. It just deducts how much money you're going to be taxed on. Having said that, I don't travel completely backpacker style where it's just not comfortable for me. I'm a big guy. I'm 6'5", and comfort is important to me when I'm traveling. So today I want to mainly focus on how to travel for less for business when it comes to your flights, your accommodations, your transport, where you are, and maybe a few other things. Number one, let's start with flights. Now there's plenty of travel hacking sites that tell you, you can collect points with the right credit cards and you can earn like loyalty points at a certain airline if you're loyal to that airline and all these things are correct. But one thing I want to say is that if I'm going to pay for a flight and get a tax deduction, I want to do that and use my points for my personal type of travel. If I'm going on a vacation, I'd love to not spend any money on my flights and just use the points I've earned with the flights I bought for business. So that's the only point I really want to talk about when it comes to points. Don't use your points on business travel. Use them for personal travel. That way you're not putting money out of pocket for your personal travel can't get a tax deduction on your personal travel, right? All right. What else when it comes to flights? Well, the number one way to get a great price on a flight is to book early. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten a great deal on a flight, sometimes almost unbelievable because we booked three, four, five months in advance. I would say the sweet spot is five to three months in advance you're going to get a really good rate. So if you can plan your travel schedule for business in advance, it's going to be a whole lot better for you. Now, when you book a business class flight in advance, that's where you see a lot of savings. There's not a huge difference in price when you book that much in advance for an economy class ticket. But you still see savings with economy class when you book in advance. But you can literally save thousands of dollars by booking in advance for a business class ticket. Now, Say, for example, you just don't have the budget to fly business class, which is completely fine. And some people honestly don't feel the value in business class. They don't feel like it's that much better. I don't agree with them necessarily, but that's okay. If you're on a budget or you don't really see the value in going business class, I highly recommend that you book exit seats. Now, nowadays, most airlines will charge you for an exit seat. It's called an extra legroom seat or something like a premium seat. And depending how long your flight is, for like a major international flight, you're talking about $120 to upgrade to the seat. So well worth it. You're going to get a whole lot more legroom. It's going to be a whole lot easier for you to sleep. They also throw in some other perks because it's a premium seat like boarding early and things like that. So a smart, cost-effective alternative business class is one of these exit seats. I would prefer an exit seat over an actual premium economy seat. You get a whole lot more legroom, and it's just definitely worth it for me to pay the extra money. Now, I mentioned about being loyal to an airline. This definitely helps. If there's an airline that goes pretty much everywhere you need to go for business, then stick with them. In the long haul, you might be able to move up in their actual reward system, and there's some perks by being a gold member or a platinum member, and you may get some free upgrades. So it definitely actually counts to be loyal to an airline. Now, what about accommodations? Now, if your accommodations are not covered by the conference you're going to or whoever's flying you out for business where you're paying out of pocket, you have a few options. And and just go back to flights for a second. You know, even if your client or the conference is paying for your flights, they may negotiate and give you an allowance and then you can actually save some money that way. Or you can maximize that allowance with the right combination of seat plus upgrade or whatever you want to do. All right, back to accommodations. If you're paying for your accommodations or you have an allowance for accommodations, you have a couple options. Number one, you can obviously book a hotel. But another great option is Airbnb. Now, I highly recommend Airbnb definitely for personal travel, but it's great for business travel as well. With Airbnb, you get a whole lot more space, especially if you're going to be working while you're away. Often, the internet quality I found on Airbnbs are a lot better. You can ask the hosts for what their upload and download speed before you reserve. And with Airbnb, you get a kitchen. You get actual facilities where you can make yourself your own breakfast, where you can even cook yourself dinner if you wanted to. Sometimes when you're traveling, you just can't stomach another meal outside. That's, of course, if you're not doing business in Italy, right? But in most places, you just kind of get sick of eating out. So I love the Airbnb option, even for business. One note about Airbnb is that it's more cost effective if you have a longer stint of time because they charge you a service fee and a cleaning fee. If you're only going to fly in for a night or two, the hotel option is probably better. Now, hotels are not bad either as an option. And one of the advantages of hotels is that most hotels have some sort of fitness facility. So if you love to exercise, a lot of hotels actually accommodate that while Airbnbs don't. You might get lucky with an Airbnb in a building that has some sort of fitness equipment, but it's super rare. Now, when it comes to hotels, I like to search for hotels via kayak. It gives me an array of different prices from different sites and the actual price from the hotel. And what I like to do is I always like to book directly with the hotel. If there's any chance I could book directly with the company, whether it's a hotel or the airline for that matter, I always do it. It's just a safer bet. So what I do is I find the best price on Kayak, whether it's with a different company or with the hotel. And then I call up the hotel and say, hey, hey, I found this price on Expedia, for example. Can you match it for me? And nine times out of 10, they do. They say, yeah, sure, we can match that price. And they book the reservation for you right then and there. It's a lot harder for them to screw up your reservation when you book directly with them. Now, some hotels offer free breakfast. That might be an option you want to look at to save a little bit of money especially if you can't write off breakfast. Depending on where you live, what country you live in, and the tax laws, personal meals are not covered even in a business trip. So it's sort of like a nice little savings if they have breakfast for free. And some Airbnbs also include breakfast. Guys, I want to cover ground transport, so when you actually hit your destination, should you rent a car, should you Uber, should you take taxis, what should you do? But before that, I got to give love to today's sponsor. Today's episode of the $100 MBA show is brought to you by Microsoft Surface. Want power in your hands? You got it with the powerful new Surface Pro. This laptop has a long battery life that lasts all day, so you can run the programs you need. It's all so you can get more done when you're working on your passion projects around town. The Surface Pro goes wherever you go, because at under two pounds, it's light and fits in your bag. It has a touchscreen with great resolution, so you can work however you want, and it works with your iPhone. Plus, its keyboard comes in a bunch of new colors. The new Surface Pro is the lightest, most powerful Surface Pro ever. So you've touched down, you're in the city where you're traveling to, how do you get around? Now, in most major cities, London, New York, San Francisco, Sydney, things like that, Uber is actually a cost-effective option. You're not going to need to drive around a lot, especially if you're going for business. If you're going for a conference, you're pretty much going to just go to the conference and come back to your place every day. And if a conference is in a hotel and you're booked in that hotel, you know, your your moving about is going to be very minimal. The only exception is there are some cities where renting a car is really inexpensive. And some of these cities are very popular for conferences. Cities like Orlando, Florida, just on a quick search, There are some car rental companies that are renting cars for $23 a day, that could be cheaper than one single Uber ride. Now, obviously, you have to factor in insurance as well as the gas you're going to be using during your stay and the length of your stay, and if you want to do something else while you're out there. So you got to take a look at how much you're going to be actually moving about, and what's great about Uber is if you go on their website, they'll give you an estimate of how much they would charge from one point to another. Personally, I like the Uber option if you're in a major city like a New York, like a London, like a Bangkok, and it's actually nicer to just be walking around the city and be on foot. To me, if I'm out there for business, I don't want to have to have the stress of you know, worrying about the car if I get in an accident, if I'm in a foreign country, if something's going to happen. I'm totally okay with this if I'm uh, on vacation, if I'm on a holiday, because I want to take my time, I want to have fun, I want to explore. But if I'm traveling for business, I'm going to be in and out in a few days. I just can't be bothered. And even if the Uber turns out to be more expensive than renting a car, I'll sometimes just opt for that for the peace of mind. Now, it's worth noting that in some cities, in some countries, Uber's not the cheapest option. Like, for example, in Italy, taxis are cheaper than Uber. So you may want to jump on TripAdvisor and do a quick search to find out if one of the countries you're going to is like that. Always get a receipt if you're in a taxi, of course neat thing about Uber is that they email your receipt so you have that on file. You can just forward that to your accountant. One final tip when it comes to traveling for business and how to save some money is to group up your business trips together. So say, for example, you have a business trip coming up in San Francisco. If you have anything else you can do in California, even in the U.S., during or around those dates, you're going to save a whole lot of money than flying out a whole another time. Planning ahead and planning your travel schedule is so important. It's going to help you, save you a lot of money as well as save you a lot of headaches. So if you haven't done that for 2018 yet, do it now. Plan everything as much as possible. Earmark dates just in case, the maybes, the I hope so's, and see how many trips you can bridge together. There you have it. Happy travels. I love to travel. Even for business, it's a lot of fun. And I hope the tips today helped you save some money along the way to keep your travel budget for your business tight. All right, today's episode is not over yet because it's Free Ride Friday. We got to see who won this week's free ride to EasyCourse, our 30-day course on how to build an online course over at easycourse.co. Every Friday, we give away a lifetime membership to somebody who's left us an iTunes rating and review. Leave us a rating and review and you enter our weekly random draw. Let's see who won this week's free ride. And the winner is... Julio Munez. Julio says, it's like taking vitamins, five stars. This show is awesome. It's filled with useful information. Omar delivers his information in a great fashion. He knows his stuff. He does his homework so we can enjoy a compelling show. Thank you, Julio, for that amazing review. And yes, I work really hard to do the research, to do the homework, to make sure that uh, we keep it concise and that you leave every episode feeling better, knowing more, So that way you can keep coming back to our show. So thank you so much for that awesome review. And congratulations, you won the free ride to easy course. Just email us over at omar at 100mba.net so we can hook you up with that free ride. If you want to win a free ride, it takes two seconds to leave us an iTunes rating and review and you enter our weekly random draw. Listen in on Fridays to see if you won. All right, that's it for me today, guys. But before I go, I want to leave you with this. One of the best things you can do when you're planning for travel for business is to have some sort of spreadsheet with a procedure. So that way you don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. You know exactly what you have to do. You know, step one, check flight. Step two, check the difference between Airbnb and hotels, an order of operation. And this could be your guide and it'll make things a whole lot easier the next time around. And what's great about it is that then you can hand it over to somebody else to do it for you, whether it's a virtual assistant or an executive assistant, somebody works for you full-time. All right, that's it for a minute, guys. I'll check you in Monday's episode where we have a must-read episode. I share with you a book that has greatly influenced me as an entrepreneur. I share with you How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie. Tune in for that on Monday. Hit subscribe so you don't miss it, and I'll check you then. Take care.